You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So before we get started on the Paracast, we always talk about something or other, or just nothing in particular. We'll stay away from politics because most of you are sick and tired of that. So I mentioned to Randall, we were talking about drinking habits that I have rarely tasted alcohol in my life. I never drink beer. I tried a couple of alcoholic beverages when I was dating one woman between marriages back in my late 20s for three or four times and didn't like it that much. Yeah, I smoked and inhaled. Forget about that. That's what Paul McCartney talks about and got to get you into my life. Anyway, I never smoked and inhaled. Right. Did that do anything for you, Gene? Of course. It did. Because sometimes it takes a few tries. I mean, you know, I remember when, uh, I mean, I was going back. This was, uh, of course, before it was legal in Canada. And uh, I don't think I'd uh, gotten out of high school yet. And my friends were all over me. And, uh, you know, finally, I said, no, I'm going to wait till I'm 16 before I even try this. On my 16th birthday, they were all hepped up to like get me high. Right. So, uh, you know, after about smoking four or five joints, they decided that they were stoned enough and I was still straight. So (laughs) So you did not, Randall, get Mm -hmm. high with a little help from your friends. Not the first time. No, but after about the fifth time. So it kicked in and it was, uh, uh, we just drove around in my, my friend Dennis's VW van, like we were a bunch of hippies out of the 70s, which sort of basically we were with smoke coming out the windows and playing the Rolling Stones out in, in the Like in a British Rolling Columbia. Stone, like the FBI. No. This is all heretical now because, you know, right. you can't even think of driving if you, you know, if you. Hey, no, I was going to say, I've never even tasted beer. I've had exactly one cup of wine over my entire lifetime, because when you go to things like a bar mitzvah or some ceremony at a temple, a Jewish temple, they expect you sometimes to sip wine. So I figure each sip added over several decades, many decades, totals one cup. I am not going to ask our guest, Kelly Farmer, to explain her drinking habits. She's probably wondering, what have I got myself into here with these guys? It's like, (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the show, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Well, we'll change that. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously speaking, let's talk about when you were mentioning just briefly getting a little high with the help from your friends or I did. Who's the guest we had who writes books that way? We've had so many. You know who I think it was? My memory can't be bad from from Mac Maloney. Because I don't really do it anymore. Mac Maloney said that. He hinted that. Maybe he was joking. Mac Maloney. That's right. He's written lots of fiction books and everything. And he said, you know, he has a little help. Anyway, why are we doing this? Let's talk about last week. We were introduced to Katina Kyle, also known as K-Town. A podcaster, she sponsors the Knoxville Alien Expo, and she was a lot of fun. So much fun that we had her on after the Paracast. So if you're not a subscriber to Paracast Plus, you missed, say, one-third of the show. Yeah, she did come back, and we got into, into even more discussion. And she's, uh, she does the X podcast and Mysterious Radio, and she's gotten into conferences. What I really loved about Katina was her positivity 
and her desire to work with the paranormal community in a serious and constructive and open way, instead of everybody always protecting their own little piece of turf. Don't bother me or say anything bad about me, because if you do, you'll be excommunicated, and that's all there is to it. She was like completely opposite from that and has a real desire to help other people and podcasters out there to get going with podcasting and whatever their interest is. And I thought that was just fabulous. A refreshing change. We also mentioned very briefly, and I know that we don't know whether at this point, whether Kelly has heard this, that Tom DeLong's agency to the Stars Academy made some kind of deal with the U.S. Army about advanced ground vehicles. And when you read that stuff, it doesn't make a lot of sense. No, it's with them. With the, I find the whole to the Stars Academy just a bunch of smoke and mirrors for the most part. I don't. How about you, Kelly? What do you think of all that? You know, I hadn't um, read that article about the vehicles but um my opinion on two of the stars is not i guess the most positive <laughs> hey this well. is the paracast laid on us yeah you'd be in probably good company if uh you know you were to express as somewhat more uh um, fair-minded but uh critical thinking perspective on it you know, I mean, really, in in my opinion, really, I mean, it's, I'm sorry, if my cat is making too much noise, let me know, I can move her into another room. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, yeah, no, I mean, for my opinion on To the Stars is basically that it seems kind of, like you said, smoke and mirrors and almost like a distraction um, from what you know, could possibly be some very important information that needs to get out there. But, you know, to the stars is really kind of distracting people and making them think that there's information that's going to come from them that I don't think is ever going to come. Isn't that what they do, though, Gene, right? Like, do, it, like, do you guys get the impression that that they that they have um, stuff that they want to bring out or that they're keeping sort of held back from the people and and that just given the time if you donate enough and subscribe to their whatever they do they'll bring it out but then it never really seems to come out well they are seeking investors or maybe they stop but you had to invest a minimum of two hundred dollars i would have offered them what i have in my pocket which is three cents but <laughs> that doesn't work so, so I don't know if that was part of it. Then again, I would think Tom DeLong made plenty of money from Blink-182, unless he did like some rock stars squandered it all on a luxurious living style. I don't know. But I'm not going to make assumptions. I don't know that it's actually just a money-making scheme. But when you go to the site, you really don't know what they're doing. You know, it's a lot of general terminology. A lot of it is not specific enough to understand where they're going with it. They seem to be going in nine different directions at once. And I wonder here what this deal with the Army is all about. They're implying that they have access to alien materials. But I hardly think that would accommodate that. Because it would be a world changer if that was true. 
Well, they imply a lot of stuff. What they don't do is come through with much of it. You know, they, we've still got some blurry videos that came out of the Defense Intelligence Agency uh, that, you know, maybe represent something uh, out of the ordinary. But uh, that's about as far as we can go with it. I mean, there's a lot of people who've just jumped on that boat and said, oh, no, that Tic Tac UFO, it was an alien craft. We have nothing like that. We couldn't make anything like that. And yet I kind of questioned that assumption. And I like what Kevin D. Randall had to say about that when we had him on not long ago, too. I would think here that this is, might just be a red herring. We dev- devote all our attention to what the To The Stars Academy is doing, or at least those interested. And then whatever else may be going on, we don't pay attention. But it treats the subject like there has never been an investigation, which is not true, that the Pentagon investigation was something unique, which was implied, which is not true, and that they are the be-all and end-all of UFO research. Of course, they've got some names in there, which means they had some money to throw around. I'm going to ask Kelly to react to this and maybe give us her perspective about UFOs in our next segment. Kelly Farmer with Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. We can all agree these are troubled times, right? So do you know who's on your wireless network? Whether it's a big company selling your data or a foreign hacker, if you're not protected, everybody sees your information. That's why you need Flash Routers, a custom Wi-Fi router created for privacy. Flash Routers uses a virtual private network or VPN to protect your online activity from hackers, trackers, and large corporations. And not just one, but all your devices with one out-of-the-box setup. Plus, Flash Routers also enhances your wireless network performance and unlocks powerful router management tools to let you take total control of your network. Call or click Flash Routers today at 1-866-509-5817 or F-L-A-S-H-R-O-U-T-E-R-S.com. That's 1-866-509-5817 or FlashRouters.com. Protect your wireless home network today with Flash Routers. 
What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with Reputation Defender. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with Reputation Defender. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with Reputation Defender. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. On the Paracast this week, Kelly Farmer joins us, and she has a show herself called Explaining Esoterica. And we always try to do that. We were talking briefly about the Two of the Stars Academy and their deal with the Army and about all the unanswered questions. But Kelly, you agree with us. You're, you're skeptical about it. What got you involved in Esoterica? So, I mean, I got involved in um, the different esoteric subjects kind of in layers at different points in my life. I mean, if we're talking UFOs and extraterrestrials, that's kind of been um, a lifelong interest for me based on what could or could or would may or may not be uh, in interaction. Um, but the rest of it kind of developed as I've gone through life. You know, I came from a family where we were very open about these types of things. Did Like if you say you saw a ghost, then, you know. It was very normal for people to say, okay, well, you did see a ghost. That's just normal. Um, So it allowed me the freedom to kind of explore these things and uh, really start doing research at a much younger age than a lot of people have been able to up until this point. Well, that sounds really interesting. And actually, you don't come across as being, you know, one of the old crowd at all. You seem to be one of the newer generation. And, you know, do it. (laughs) I hope you don't mind me asking, but you know, are what range are you in there? Are you 
you know, the 30 something range or I am in the 30 something range. Okay. Compared to us, that is definitely the younger generation. And it is so nice to see people in your generation picking up the cause and carrying on with it. My son, by the way, is in that generation too. But, you know, he hasn't expressed much interest in UFOs. Mm-hmm. I'll have to get after him for that. <laughs> Most people, they, when they get interested in the paranormal, yes. they read books or they watch movies, they watch documentaries. But you took it a step further and decided that you were going to create your own show and your own podcast. What led you into that? You know, it's really something that I've always been interested in. And, you know, I have done a lot of research and I've done a lot of learning and had a lot of experiences in uh, several different subjects. I mean, there was a point where I was doing uh, what would be considered psychic development. (laughs) Uh, That was in my like really early 20s. And, you know, there were times when I was focused much more heavily on know ufos and kind of the history of the ufos and you know getting involved in ancient civilizations and what ties that might have to the esoteric kind of joining different online communities and meeting people in those circumstances i found that you know there were a lot of people that were kind of missing some of the basics of it or knew a lot about one subject but didn't you know know quite as much about another while there were a lot of shows out there i felt you know that perhaps my point of view on it and my um, interpretation of things may, you know, benefit some people. So I started my show, you know, sometimes I do interviews, though I actually take the most joy and satisfaction out of doing the shows where I'm actually picking these topics, be them spiritual topics, paranormal topics, extraterrestrial related topics, and really kind of break them down for people to kind of, you know, find not only the information, but kind of the history behind the information and kind of how we got to our current understanding of it. I think that is really important because a lot of people seem to be missing out on that. Actually, we were just talking prior to the break about the Two of the Stars Academy people. Now, I know people are sick of hearing about them almost as much as politics, but really (laughs) those people, I think, could have benefited Mm -hmm. from having someone like yourself explain exactly what it was they were getting into because the people who are in the field and have been in the field a long time immediately picked out quite a few things with them that were problematic. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when DeLong appeared on radio shows and was making some statements and was showing pictures in the background during their media appearances and so on, I think it's a really good service or a good idea that mm-hmm. you've come up with. Now, so, but why did you pick the word esoterica instead of, say, paranormal or parapsychology or psi phenomena? It's an interesting choice of words. You know, I chose the word esoterica because. For me, you know, a lot of these topics do kind of tie together. When you're looking at, for example, what could be to some people in the past, historically, uh, what some people interpreted as angels. Now, some people would interpret as, you know, could be interpreted as extraterrestrials or even interdimensional beings. If you look back at mythology, if you look back at religion, you can find a tie to a lot of these current phenomena that we're experiencing and that people are really kind of getting interested in. So for me to just limit it to saying, you know, the paranormal or using another phrase such as that really seemed limiting um, because for me, you know, a lot of it does have to do with not just recent history, but looking at ancient history. 
And I felt like esoterica or the esoteric and, you know, that whole inner knowledge uh, kind of point of view of it was a better term versus saying paranormal. Because for me, what I wanted to cover and all these various different topics really seemed kind of limited if I stuck with paranormal. I like it. I think it makes for an interesting uh, name, something that, that attracts people's attention. Of course, people can find you at explainingesoterica.com yes. and find out more there. And we'll ask you about that some more again towards the end of the show to make sure that people know where to find you and your show. In the meantime, let's yeah. go through some of these subjects. And I think you made a really good point there when you mentioned angels. Mm -hmm. uh, when people think of maybe angels, fairies, demons, they don't necessarily think paranormal. Yeah. They think more mythology or religion. But as you say, it, depending on how you look at it, if we believe there's such a place as uh, an afterlife or a, or a heaven, something like that, well, if you demystify it, it actually, they fit into the idea of an alternate dimension, really. I mean, it's a whole other place where these things can come out of and into our particular realm. We've got ufology, cryptozoology, ghosts, religious manifestations, mythology. What's your favorite amongst all of them? Or say just your top three. <laughs> My favorite, or the closest to being my favorite, would kind of be a tie between um, mythology combined with kind of that whole ancient civilization's point of view. Um, but then also cryptozoology is kind of a, an additional passion of mine. Um, and because all of these really, if you demystify it and really look at it from those points of view, that's why I've done on my channel... Um, shows covering a vast variety of subjects from, you know, elementals such as fairies and such all the way to multiverse theory. And I've even done some philosophy um, because I do feel that all of it kind of ties together in some sort of, I guess, loose thread, <laughs> if you kind of look at it that way. Absolutely. So for okay, now, mm -hmm. uh, Gene and I are more UFO guys we're like uh, we're into aliens and yeah we touch on on ghosts and and mythology and ancient aliens and stuff like that from time to time but when, when you get into stuff like when you're saying elementals okay. let's hold the elementals to our next segment gene <laughs> randall and kelly you're in the paracast For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid mobile survival bug outhouse that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. 
Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full-body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. The state of Iowa is being invaded by Democratic presidential candidates this weekend. You are looking at somebody who probably lifetime has the strongest pro-worker record in the United States Congress. I have always been opposed to the death penalty. The tough lesson that I've learned is that not everybody's ready for this conversation. They have about three months to go before the important state caucuses. Elizabeth Warren is now leading in some of the polls. She laid out how to pay for her Medicare for All plan. She says it would divert the funds employers currently pay private health care companies to the government and increase taxes on the wealthy with assets above a billion dollars. It's all fully paid for by asking the top 1% and giant corporations to pay a fair share. This is USA Radio News. Are you struggling with addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help. And the Affordable Care Act guarantees coverage of substance abuse. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-854-1055. 800-854-1055. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-854-1055. 800-854-1055. 800-854-1055. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? Ninety-two thousand dollars. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now 800-503-8625-800-503-8625-800-503-8625 this is robert hastings author of ufos and nukes and you're listening to the paracast the gold standard of paranormal radio
We were entering the E-word, elementals, with our discussion with Kelly. Let me tell you one thing before we go on when it comes to elementals. Mm -hmm. Now, this goes back quite a few years, to the 70s. And my wife, my first wife, Geneva, and I were sleeping downstairs in the living room where we had a mattress with no frame or anything. And we decided for whatever reason to sleep there that night. And she awakens me sometime in the morning, I'll say magically 3 a.m., because 3 a.m. is the magical time. And she says, did you see the water elemental? And I turn my head. Now, remember, I am quite myopic. I wear contact lenses, and I don't wear them to sleep. And I did stare in the corner, and I think I might have seen something. I don't know. But that was my main exposure. She thought it was something important. I thought it was, well, okay. My sole experience, Randall, go ahead. Well, that's kind of cool, you know, because, I mean, any experiences is kind of out of the ordinary is, is interesting. But how about, Kelly, you explain to us what elementals are, since we're explaining esoterica, and, and how maybe some of them tie into some of the other topics in the paranormal. Yeah, of course. Um, so with elementals, like the elemental beings, so to speak, those come from mythology. Originally, well, not originally, but they were most elaborated on in the 16th century by um, Paracelsus. And he really broke it down into the elements of earth, um, air, water, and fire. And basically said that there were specific creatures or beings that were tied with each element. So you're looking at gnomes for the earth salamanders for fire, undines, which were considered water beings, and then sylphs, which are air beings. And really, you know, each of them obviously having their own powers and really being tied to those elements. And there are people that have, you know, built religions and built kind of worship around them. I mean, they've existed, the idea of elementals have existed for a very long time. Um, they were just elaborated on in the 16th century. They're uh, more of a, um, when, when you get into religion there, and, and of course, correct me if I'm wrong here, because this is sort of out of my depth, but uh, <laughs> that's sort of a, a what more of a pagan type yes. of religion thing, right? Where they are very like the, the early pagan pre-Christian takeover in Europe was mm -hmm. very in tune with nature. And so the elementals seem to be very, very much a part of that communing with nature kind mm -hmm. of experience that people have. So, you know, they have, well, I guess when you think about it, it really makes sense. You earth, air, water, fire, mm -hmm. very, very natural elements in and uh, to, to persona. Now, do you think some of these creatures are just personifications of concepts, or do you think there actually are actual beings like that out there? Well, I mean, I think that it's possible that there may have been beings like that at some point. Not saying that, you know, I'm talking, I'm not really speaking from like a magical point of view, but rather from kind of a, I guess, a dimensional point of view, so to say. That at a time when humanity was more, you know, of pagan type religions and really more connected with nature, that perhaps we were able to really interact with um, with things in other 
in like in that sort of dimension that's so close to us. I mean, looking at it from, for example, from a Buddhist point of view, I'm kind of changing the subject a little bit, but really it's a thread that I'm following in my head. No, no we're good. No, <laughs> okay. Let's go there. Uh, from a Buddhist point of view, so there's, you know, these levels of uh, reincarnation, right? So you can reincarnate here on Earth as a human. Um, there's also the belief that you can reincarnate if, you know, you have bad karma, reincarnate as an animal, also on Earth. So we interact with animals, though they're technically born onto a different plane. It's one that's so close to us, we're able to interact with them. So when we talk about elementals and really, you know, the possibility that they are real or were real, it's just, I guess, from my point of view, something that is possible looking at it, you know, comparing it to that whole idea of Buddhism and saying that, you know, it's on a similar plane. So it's close enough that they can interact, that it's possible that we were closer to that elemental dimension that we were able to interact with them before. Um, but as we kind of stepped away from nature and religion started to shift, you know, into kind of the bigger Judeo-Christian type religions that we have now that are more popular, though there are obviously a lot of other religions, but um, it was really that shift that kind of led us away from kind of that nature type worship. So, yes, so the answer, long story short, I do believe that at some point we did interact with some beings, be them actual gnomes and fire salamanders or, you know, something similar at some point. Well, there are people who swear they've seen little creatures out in the forest that you know could best be described as some kind of uh, forest gnome or leprechaun or whatever it might be and and to to this day there's uh some very stu superstitious people uh, you know in, over in ireland and such where you know you you don't build a road through a certain area unless you get clearance and you have people go in there and and make peace with the the uh the forest spirits mm -hmm. Very much so. And, uh, there's also in uh, South America, there's been a lot of stories with regards to like smaller creatures that could be described as gnomes as well. So South America is really a bizarre place. It's filled it with all manner of even real stuff. I think they have little yeah. miniature horses there that are, you know, like <laughs> the size of dogs or something. I saw a documentary on it. It was not, it was not paranormal. It was like, wow, that's pretty cool, you know. Okay, so that's getting out on sort of what we might call in our neck of the woods, kind of getting out on the fringe a bit. Yes. And uh, but if we were to try and follow the breadcrumbs back, mm -hmm. uh, we would start to find ourselves talking about things like uh, chupacabras and Bigfoot. Yes, yes. Um, and, you know, it's interesting, like, especially when you look at Bigfoot. Uh, because it, it's not, you know, limited to one continent, the whole Bigfoot phenomenon. It's not even, you know, limited to one country, one state. It's all over the world uh, that have different versions of kind of a Bigfoot. You know, North America, we say we have Sasquatch, we have Bigfoot. If you look at um, the Himalayas, you have, you know, the Yetis. Uh, if you go to Australia, you have the Yowie. Um, there's even, you know, Bigfoots that have been reported in Vietnam and other parts of Asia that are separate from the Yeti. So it's interesting that you would have a creature that's so similar, 
that are that really are existing all over the world. And that's something that, you know, I've heard a lot of researchers have started to really state that they feel like Bigfoot, Sasquatch, that those are, if not, not just real, but, you know, interdimensional beings. And that might be why people are struggling to see them all the time, that they can kind of pass through, so to say. So I think that, you know, with a lot of these, also, you know, different kinds of sea sea related or water related cryptids are all described very similarly nessie isn't the only one that looks you know like a prehistoric dinosaur that's swimming around there's very similar cryptids that exist all over the world as well oh yeah good one that's uh, right because we had uh, yeah sure there's chupacabras bigfoot uh there's the lake monsters and of course the ones that exist in the ocean as well giant octopus and mm -hmm. stuff like although there are giant octopus people have, have <laughs> seen you know dredge those up on the beach and stuff like that so there is some pretty bizarre stuff in the world and every once in a while we do come across a species that has never been discovered before we are going to listen to something now we haven't discovered before. A bad segue, right, folks? Kelly, Gene, and Randall, you're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. This is George Dory from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We support the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Shop Jeunesse at GCNLife.com or call 1-844-443-6637. GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pau Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus doesn't grow on. So it naturally has antifungal, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-infection, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. But maybe more importantly, Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pau Arco Super Tea 
builds corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer happens to die in oxygen. The tea is great for healthy people and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pau Arco Super Tea is only $34.95 plus shipping. Order now at shopsupertea.com or call 818-984-6100. That's shopsupertea.com or call 818-984-6100. Shopsupertea.com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Hi, it's Grant Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Now, when you're talking before about, you know, these little people, leprechauns, whatever, I always wonder here if some of that, some of those legends relate to the same source as UFOs and little grace. What do you think, Kelly? Uh, you know, I think that, um, I think that they do, um, to be honest, because there's very similar stories when you hear about little grays and their sizes and, and everything. And it does seem very similar to the gnomes. And, uh, I think that, you know, some of these things have what could be considered a more practical description explanation. Like we were saying, like the Bigfoot. I did mention that, you know, some people feel they're interdimensional, but, you know, there are other people that feel like there's a very much more practical explanation in that they're just, for example, what could have, what Neanderthals could have evolved into, and they were just in small groups. So they're just kind of, you know, in areas that are less populated. So not everything has some sort of magical explanation there's all sorts of theories and i think that you know looking into kind of these different ideas of for example the gnomes are they magical are they elementals are they just little grays are they something else you really have to look at the different theories and the different research behind these things to really be able to find what may or may not be the truth because i think that's the only way to really find out is to kind of explore all the options rather than limit yourself uh, by what you think is the only option that's a pretty fair assessment because, uh, and that was one of the things that impressed me about uh, your site when I was going through it to figure out what you were about. You're saying, well, your approach is to do exactly that. You want to get to the truth, and but to get there, you've got to go down so many paths and explore many different things. 
if you just stick to one idea, then what you do is find that you're doing a lot of confirmation bias in order to try and convince yourself that what you believe is right, as opposed to discovering what's going on out there. Exactly. So out of all the cryptozoological, uh, <laughs> okay, where is what do you have a favorite one of those, like a particular story or creature? Well, that's a difficult one because I've looked into I've looked into so many of them, though. I mean, I will say that when it comes to like kind of the whole Bigfoot phenomenon, I do kind of have, you know, a sensitive spot for that personally, only because, um, as I mentioned earlier, there have been reports of a type of Bigfoot in Vietnam. Uh, my mother is actually from Vietnam and uh, grew up in an area where they're said to exist. And there's actually family stories um, about actually having interactions with them very human-like interactions with them. So, I mean, for me, that's kind of like a, I have a soft spot for them in that sense. So, I mean, I guess that would be the answer. But I guess aside from that, perhaps mermaids. <laughs> oh, because, mermaids. Okay. Yeah, like Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> the Starbucks. You know, I, I think that sometimes that I had this thought, it's so funny you should mention mermaids because I was looking at a Starbucks cup the other day and I was thinking, you know, you know, maybe the success of Starbucks is because they actually captured a mermaid and they've got it stowed away in some secret, you know, facility somewhere. And they're, they're milking it for, for its secret powers to, to make them all rich, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, that, that, but that's just my mind uh, going working overtime. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, mermaids, I guess, if I'm, for me, that's kind of, I think, honestly, it's probably one of my favorites only because, you know, the time I grew up <laughs> and the whole, you know, Little Mermaid. Oh, I love that show, Ariel, of course. Yeah, she was so lovable. How could you not, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I find her. <laughs> that sort of thing. So, yeah, I think that, you know, if looking at it from that point of view, that's why. But it is a uh, kind of like a wonderful thing to even, you know, just imagine that what's under the ocean. Cause you know, we always talk about what's in space and, and everything, but we obviously don't know what's down in the depths of the ocean. So there's still so much possibility there that, you know, they can't completely rule out the idea of mermaids because well, we haven't. Of course search. we won't, maybe we'll find Aquaman there. Yes, exactly. Aquaman would be a good one too. <laughs> So yeah. I think most of the public probably thinks of the little mermaid or from splash mm -hmm. that mermaid Splash, wasn't it? Daryl Hannah was Daryl Hannah an early right. Tom Hanks film directed by Ron Howard, one of his early films. No, seriously speaking here, we get all these legends going through the years and I guess it's easy to suggest some people are imagining things or they see something. Now, I wonder also in terms of a mermaid, what if a woman was in a boat or something? And from mm -hmm. a distance, they think, well, she's got fins or something. <laughs> or it's a uniform they use to dive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's entirely possible. And I mean, obviously, there's also the whole manatees 
and right. that whole yeah. Yeah, too. Yes, so course. if you just see the tail and you don't see their head, you can just assume that it's a mermaid. So, I mean. But isn't there some sort of mythology or legend that that mermaids are can shape shift and that they can become human and come out of the water and take human form and and even you know like take on a mate and and everything and then they can return back to the sea yes something like that i mean i i i've just got some fuzzy recollection of that being out there somewhere yeah there are stories like that and there are other stories of you know mermaid type creatures that are just trying to lure people into the ocean to drown them. They have good stories and there's bad stories. It really does uh, run the gamut. And, you know, looking at it from a practical point of view, Jean does have a point that it's possible that a lot of it's just, you know, imaginings or really, you know, being lost at sea and seeing something or imagining something. But at the well, same of, time, of course, you know, I mean, yeah. I think that goes with any of this stuff. You know, yeah. There is a lot of mythology, a lot of imagination that goes into it. And yet, I think at the core of a lot of it, people do tend to have real experiences that, mm -hmm. that lead them to into these beliefs. And not e all of them are quite as easily explained as just a trick of the mind. No, and I would agree with that. Definitely. That, you know, there's, if you have stories about things or you have these myths that have prevailed for so long and that, you know, some people still believe, then that's one of those things that leads me to want to kind of trace it back and kind of see, well, where did it start? And is there something behind behind the original story? Is there something behind it? Like what started this? What inspired this? And, you know, why? For example, are there such similar stories coming from different places that didn't, you know, stories that came out around the same time from these different civilizations that didn't, from our knowledge, interact until much later? What would be a good example of that? Well, looking at it from for something physical, I can give you a good example of that. Or even like pyramids. You have the pyramids in Egypt. Um, but then you also have the same, you have similar type period pyramids in South America. I mean, obviously they're not exactly the same, but it's the same idea. It's there and they look very similar. And then you look at Thailand, there's Angkor Wat, and those are pyramids as well. Um, from like a mythological or story point of view, you have, when you look at gods and the divinities of these different civilizations, they have not only similar gods, because, I mean, you would obviously say the god of thunder is, a, there's thunder all over the world. But um, some of them have similar origin stories for civilizations that didn't really, you know, interact. And that's actually one of those things that I'm actually researching kind of on the back end. And it's something that I'm starting to, you know, write about in my spare time is really looking specifically at the divinities um, in these different civilizations and really kind of what their interpretation of the same idea is and kind of the origin stories behind it and, um, you know, why these things are so similar. One thing I wanted to also bring up as we consider these civilizations, that the history of humanity keeps mm -hmm. being placed back further and further through time. Yeah. That... Our species is a lot older than we thought it might be, and that may accommodate lost civilizations too. Now, we've got 
do a quick break here, Kelly Farmer. <laughs> Kelly is joining us this week, and she has the Exploring Esoterica show. With Gene and Randall, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hey guys, it's Sue Cosner, your favorite sexual health expert, with another version of Ask the Pro. This month, I got a letter from Sandy in Seattle about an explosive bedroom secret she and her husband recently discovered. She writes... Dear Sue, my husband and I used to have a great life in the bedroom, but in the last few years, he has struggled. He's tried about everything, but nothing has worked. Then one day he came home and gave me a night I will never forget. He told me about this secret formula, Noxitril, that changed our life in the bedroom once and for all. Wow, Sandy, you beat me to it. I recommend Noxitril to every guy that struggles in the bedroom. It's the only one. Noxitril is all natural and works to increase blood flow fast. It's like that little blue pill on steroids. Noxitril has a special free bottle offer shipped discreetly to your door. To find out how to get your bottle of Noxitril, call 800-421-0954. 800-421-0954. Get your free bottle for a limited time. Call now. 800-421-0954. Hey, this is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future. And you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So wouldn't it be interesting here to see that there was an advanced civilization mm-hmm. thousands of years ago. Mm-hmm. Something happened mm-hmm. to cause that civilization to blow up whatever, some worldwide catastrophe. Some people think we're doing it to ourselves right now with global warming, that maybe in 50 or 100 years, we will be a relic for the next (laughs) civilization of what exists to replace. Yes. I actually do subscribe to that idea personally. And that's really what kind of what got me started with the um, ancient civilization stuff. Uh, And that's the knowledge that we've had multiple dark ages. And that's a known um, idea. So we have the dark age that we know about that occurred after the fall of the Roman empire. But prior to that, we had actually had a dark age before that, which existed, um, prior to the golden age of the Greeks, where it was stated that we had, you know, knowledge 
just looking at kind of the art and the architecture of that time before that just suddenly got lost. There's some sort of catastrophe of some sort that caused there to be um, a loss of information. So the idea is that with what you're talking about, Jean, is that how many times has this happened? We know of at least two. And as you said, we're potentially heading toward another one. For example, Troy, the ancient city of Troy, people believed was not real. They believed that it only existed in mythology for a very long time. Until the late 20th century, they actually found it. What people don't realize is that when you hear the story of the Iliad and you read that story from Homer, um, that that wasn't, and you know, you watch, you watch movies and you read and you kind of have this interpretation that it's supposed to be contemporary with what Homer is talking about. So when you see, you know, when you watch like the Odyssey or you watch Troy or any of those movies, you see it really shown to kind of be people that are being represented in the golden age of the Greek empire. They're dressed similarly to how people would be dressed in Greece at the time of Homer and things along those lines. What people fail to realize is that those stories, that story of the Iliad, the story of Troy was actually ancient, was history for the Greeks. Um, it's what happened before the Dark Age. That was actually during what would be considered the Bronze Age. And that since, you know, there was a decline in civilization after Troy and all those things happened, that we only were able to keep track of the history and the stories by verbal um, history and through stories. So then once uh, the Greeks you know, really started to kind of pick up again and really civilization started to kind of build up again, then they're able to document it. And then that's why we have the Iliad and the Odyssey. But um, yeah, they've tracked down the historical Troy that is talked about in the Iliad. So that's really just an example of exactly what you're talking about with, you know, we had things before we lost them. What else is out there that we don't know about that happened so long ago that we forgot? The thing I wonder here is how long would it take for most of the relics of our civilization to largely disappear? So if a race came here from another planet or humans Mm -hmm. became advanced over a period of the next 10,000 years and they look to their past to see what happened, what would be left for them to find? Well, There's a really interesting show about that, actually. It's like Life After Humans, and it, it, it goes into how long it would take for the various things that we've made in our society to just sort of vanish and, and disappear. And some stuff would be around for, you know, literally millions of years. I, I, I don't think that civilization today, that it spans our entire globe. I mean, mm-hmm. You'd have to wait for a complete... Uh, subduction of all of the continents uh, back down into the earth and up again and and that won't happen until our sun burns out so that's that's sort of where i would go with that what i find interesting kelly with what you were talking about is is that the way these other past civilizations disappeared they either sank into the ocean Mm -hmm. or they went up into the sky or they were destroyed by some great power, some god 
power like the you know the gods were angry and and like jericho or something like that mm-hmm. yeah um you know when and that's very true i mean well with the thing with troy was that it really you know there was the there was a war the city was destroyed and then some it's another city was built on top of it um, and that because it was a good location, but, you know, with regards to things disappearing because they fell into the ocean or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. When you look at, you know, the story of Atlantis, not that I'm saying that there was the Atlantis that a lot of people talk about, but, um, you know, in my opinion, with all of the theories and research that I've done, I am of the belief and understanding that, for example, Atlantis um, was actually the Minoan civilization, which is in the Mediterranean. Um, because historically, what had happened was they were kind of competing with the Greeks um, at the time, but the Minoans, you know, had a good, um, you know, import-export business. They had a lot of resources. Uh, so the Greeks were not able to take over um, until... Here's what's interesting. It's known that there was actually a tidal wave that came uh, and destroyed their main port and wiped out a large portion of the population that were living in that highly populated area, which was on a separate island from the main uh, Minoan island that we know of today. So there's the whole idea that perhaps that's where the idea of Atlantis came from, that, you know, that there was this city and it was great. They had all this great stuff. They were, you know, had all sorts of culture and knowledge. And then they got wiped out and it fell into the ocean. And we've seen, I've seen shows about this. And uh, by the way, I completely agree with you on this. Um, where divers have gone down and you can see remnants of buildings they've re- where they've recovered pottery and uh, lots of stuff from the Minoan culture. So we're not talking about just sheer mythology here. We're talking about an actual culture that did exist. Yes. You know, and uh, when Plato wrote about it, when he wrote about Atlantis, you know, he was just kind of, he, he always wrote in metaphors and using symbolism. So he just chose Atlantis as a name for it um, because he wanted to make it sound more magical as he's describing this place. But really, you know, it comes from something that's real. And so well, that's that- what they say. A lot of mythology is inspired by real events and in some way, shape or form. It's just it's just connecting those dots. And that's really, you know, kind of the fun part of this for me is connecting those dots and really finding that real story behind it. Well, that's pretty cool. So um, <laughs> do you, or do you uh, have a, any training in archaeology or not in, history? Not, or Not in archaeology, but um, I do have, well, I... Have my I basically I majored in English, but what I ended up doing with my degree is I also got an additional additional excuse me credential in classical civilization. So, uh, what that did for me, luckily, was really gave me kind of an historical view, um, especially with regards to the art and the architecture, because that was really the part of it that interested me the most with regards to these classical civilizations. Um, And that's really looking at the Romans, the Greeks, the Etruscans, and that whole, um, you know, time period. 
Okay, so what about the whole thing then? And th- okay, this is something that always gets gets me. What's going to get you if we don't break? If they're going to get <laughs> you, don't want to know. The hand's going to come you. through your screen and do <laughs> things you don't want to talk about. I don't know where I started that from. Kelly Farmer, Gene Steinberg, Jay Randall Murphy. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. We can all agree these are troubled times, right? So do you know who's on your wireless network? Whether it's a big company selling your data or a foreign hacker, if you're not protected, everybody sees your information. That's why you need Flash Routers, a custom Wi-Fi router created for privacy. Flash Routers uses a virtual private network or VPN to protect your online activity from hackers, trackers, and large corporations. And not just one, but all your devices with one out-of-the-box setup. Plus, Flash Routers also enhances your wireless network performance and unlocks powerful router management tools to let you take total control of your network. Call or click Flash Routers today at 1-866-509-5817 or flashrouters.com. That's 1-866-509-5817 or flashrouters.com. Protect your wireless home network today with Flash Routers. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Extend your life with Extendovite. Extendovite really works. Just listen to what Wayne has to say. Extendovite. I have uh, been taking it for about two years, and I had uh, really bad heart palpitations. And since I've been taking it, I don't have any major episodes at all anymore. I'm 76 years old, and I still play competitive basketball. Well, of course, I've taken care of myself really good since I was 60, but... Um, Extendivite really helped the blood pressure, really helped the, I used to get really bad episodes of heart palpitations, just skipping beats and double beats, 
But I also want to tell you that I really appreciate your broadcast. They're just uh, really refreshing. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Randall was starting to discuss and ask a question of Kelly, our guest this week. Proceed. Right, Kelly. Yeah. Uh, what we have is we have, okay, we have the skeptics on one side and we have the believers on the other. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in between, there's there's people like us who are trying to sort it all out. Yeah. And so you get the ancient aliens people mm-hmm. uh, who go, there's no way they could have built the pyramids. It had to be aliens with anti-gravity beams. And then you get the skeptics that go, oh, no, look at Thor Heyerdahl. I mean, he went and carved out a big chunk of rock and actually you know, floated it down the river and out to the site. So sure they could do it. And so, uh, you know, on one hand, when it comes to things that are seemingly fantastic, Mm -hmm. people are these amazing beings that are brilliant and had such great knowledge at the time, and we just underestimate them. And yet, if some really credible people these days see something completely out of the ordinary, they go, no, people are just these fallible beings who don't know what they're talking about or understand half of the way the world works. So there seems to be this double standard going on. Mm-hmm. What what really went on with the pyramids? Were they built by people or were they built by aliens? You know, that's probably the question that is the hardest to answer in that I, what do I believe? Personally, um, I'm of the understanding that people did build it um, with knowledge that we've lost at some point. If you look at the monoliths across the world, it looks like at one point we as humans had the ability and the knowledge to be able to create these large things out of stone and move them in some way pretty easily. Well, thank you for that, because I tend to agree with you. I I think these uh, megalithic structures were created by people, Mm -hmm. and there's been a number of people demonstrate how such large stones could be cut and moved. So, you know, I just don't think we need to invoke aliens. At at the same time, there is some interesting mythology in Egypt about gods that came from the sky. And here again, Mm -hmm. we have like you were talking about earlier before the break, where we have these commonalities in between different cultures. We have sun gods that I, I think we have. Of course, the sun is everywhere, so it's, we, maybe we shouldn't be too surprised that in North America <laughs> there are sun gods and in Egypt there are sun gods. But still, we do have these common factors. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's the thing. 
Yeah, obviously, like I said, you're going to have the god of the sun, the god of the moon. That's going to be pretty standard. Um, so I decided, you know, in some of my research, I've looked at kind of things that maybe aren't so f- physical or concrete, such as those types of things that you're going to see everywhere and rather uh, kind of concepts and ideas. And it's interesting when you look at it. For example, uh, I did an episode of my show, and this is something I'm going to actually end up uh, documenting and I've been <laughs> claiming to have an, a free ebook for people that sign up on my website. I haven't released it yet. Hey, look, it'll happen. One of the things yeah. we love to do here on the Paracast is, <laughs> is we like to bring, we like to be sort of grassroots too. Mm-hmm. You know, we have some high profile guests in our, in our guest roster, but you know, we really love to find people who maybe, you know, need a little bit more of a boost. And that's why, you know, one of the things when I ran across your site, I said, Hey, there's somebody we've got to get on the show because it, being a podcast and it's not all about just getting the high profile people. It's about giving people like yourself a bit of a boost. So, you know, don't be too concerned about any of that. It'll happen. You'll get it out there. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank you. But, but yeah. you were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what I was. So really, I was look, one of the things I looked at. And this is what I wanted. What I'm planning on writing the book about. I've started the research for it. I just haven't had the time because I did a, ma- a major move, um, as I had mentioned to Jean recently. So that kind of put everything a little bit off track, but um, it's really looking at the concepts for gods and goddesses. And I really started on my show. I had a conversation with people about the idea of mercy and kind of the different gods and goddesses of mercy across religions and across the world and really what the idea means and really what the different interpretations of it are. You know, for example, in, well, the most commonly well-known goddess, of mercy is in Buddhism. We have Kuan Yin, who was originally um, a male divinity in Tibet, um, but as it spread, the idea spread to China and to Southeast Asia, um, to other countries, she actually became a female. And really, it's that whole idea of mercy and compassion and the idea that um, this divinity decided not to fully, you know, um, ascend. And, you know, leave our plane until everyone was free from suffering because they didn't like seeing people suffer. When you look um, at certain Native American cultures, their idea of mercy is a goddess that will um, feed them when they're starving and gives them corn. When you look at Egypt, there's this small, not too well-known goddess who actually is kind of the goddess of um, like the specific area. And she's a goddess over really the different tombs. So whenever there were grave robbers, the idea is that she would kind of um, punish the grave robbers, which is pretty standard um, for different Egyptian gods and goddesses. And even in other cultures for gods and goddesses to take um, to punish those who are transgressing. But what made this um, Egyptian goddess interesting is the fact that she would forgive and grant mercy to those who, you know, really apologized and, you know, um, repented for being grave robbers. Then she would allow them to survive the scorpion sting or the bite from the cobra that she would cause to happen. 
Or even in um, Nordic mythology, there's the goddess of mercy who decides who lives and dies on the battlefield. So in different cultures, it means different things. But at the end of the day, it's still this whole concept of taking away suffering. Which you would think, yeah, that's something that would be standard. But it's interesting that each of them have their own divinity representing something like that in different ways. What's also interesting about it is that you're talking about ancient religions. And, and when we get into ancient deities, they're filled with both gods and goddesses. And it is particularly the pagan religions that mm -hmm. the goddess figure is actually, it seems to me, more prevalent and more mm -hmm. important. And it, only as uh, Christianity started to basically come in and take every take over everything did we end up with this this patriarchal system where you know it's it's the old gray bearded guy in, in the throne in the clouds with all his <laughs> angels and most of whom are men as well you yeah. know so so i really find some of the ancient deities much more interesting yes i agree with that um and you know it's interesting oops it's interesting to really uh, also kind of look at, you know, the idea of religious syncretism. You know what? Let's explain that more in detail, yes. Kelly, in our next segment. Gene okay. and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. danpilla.com. Do you feel like many of us? All the distractions in the world taking our minds and focus off what really needs to get done day to day? Well, Jeunesse has a dietary supplement called Mind to help with mental distraction and it supports memory function. Go to GCNLife.com now to check it out. You're only at your best when your mind is at its best. Go to GCNLife.com or call toll-free 844-443-6637. That's GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. USA Radio News with Wendy King. President Trump tells the crowd in Tupelo, Mississippi, he and his supporters are the targets of what he sees as a conspiracy. The Democrats, the media, and the deep state are desperate to stop us. The president was slamming the House Democrats for their impeachment inquiry into his seeming effort to get Ukraine to investigate the Democrats, former Vice President Joe Biden, and his son Hunter. Biden, in a speech at the Liberty and Justice Celebration in Des Moines, Iowa, calls the president a threat who lacks the character this country needs. This is a man who started his campaign based on hate and division, dividing people in ways that we haven't been divided before. This is a man who's embraced tyrants and dictators. This is USA Radio News.
Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-605-6995 immediately. That's 800-605-6995. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They handle everything. Editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-605-6995 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-605-6995. That's 800-605-6995. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 800-605-6995 for your free author submission kit. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Introducing Reveal from GCNLife.com. Beverly Hills dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman invented Reveal, which contains polypeptides with natural botanicals and no parabens, sulfates, silicones, or dyes for a salon-quality hair growth product, Reveal. Here's Dr. Newman. I have treated a lot of patients who lose their hair and they lose their confidence. We've created a unique set of polypeptides, which we call HPT6. The HPT6 contains the polypeptides from six different plants. The scalp infusion treatment should be used on wet or dry scalp. The Reveal Hair Care System is designed to be used for men and women alike. Get Reveal at GCNLife.com with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So try Reveal today at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Plus a discount up to 25% off for Reveal at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening to the Paracast. We're explaining esoterica with the help of Kelly Farmer. Please proceed. So it's getting into religious syncretism, and this is the whole idea of you have a new religion. Well, this is a type of religious syncretism where you have a religion well, that's what coming What is in. syncretism first? Let's. So what it is, it's when one religion... Well, there's two versions of it. There's the version of you create a whole different religion by combining di- by, by combining multiple religions that may or may have may or may not have something to do with each other and create this whole new religion. So examples of that would be um, Wicca. Well, not necessarily Wicca. Um, it would be more like I don't know if you've heard of Kaudai, which is an Asian religion where it's a combination of Buddhism and Catholicism. Oh, interesting. No, never heard of it. Okay. And there is, I'm trying to remember the name of the religion. That's a really good example of it. Well, trust me, it only gets worse from here, Big. (laughs) (laughs) I'm uh, over 60 and, uh, you know, I was trying to remember uh, the name of the actress that uh, Woody Allen often uh, had star in his movies. And it took me a day to remember. So it's going to drive me crazy until I remember. Oh, Baha'i. That's what I was. There you go. Yeah, much less than a day. (laughs) Baha'i, yeah, sure. We've heard of the Baha'i faith. Yeah, and that would be, that's an example uh, of, you know, pure religious secretism. What it also falls under that category is things such as Christianity. And when Christianity, you know, takes on these ideas of like the winter solstice from pagan religions and turns it into Christmas. 
Or, oh, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Christianity did a lot of that. And you can yeah. see, and we're coming up to Christmas, just, you know, for our audience, just have a look at some of the, the Christmas cards out there and look at the symbolism and what they have to say. And, and it goes back to the pagan religion, mm-hmm. much more so than the Christian religion. I mean, I don't think, think they thought that uh, Jesus was born in December. It was at all. It's like completely the wrong time of year. It was a pagan midwinter festival, and they needed something to 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 you know put the big stamp of Christianity on it, and uh, in order to basically shove it out of the way, and that's what they decided to do. Mm-hmm. I think, and I mean, I could be wrong, but this is my understanding of it. <laughs> no, they, yeah, no, that that is what what did happen. Um, And, you know, they also not only did that with holidays, but they did that, you know, with actually small, minor um, divinities as well. So in certain pagan religions, there's a whole idea of Bridget, um, who actually in Christianity became a saint. Um, So what, you know, they've basically by doing that, they're really taking on these um, ideas from these other religions in one sense to make it easier for the people that they're really taking the area over of um, to accept it. It makes it easier. Examples of another example of that would be um, in Buddhism. Traditionally, there's no ancestor veneration uh, in traditional Buddhism, um, but as it spread to different parts of China, Vietnam and other Southeast Asian countries, um, they added the whole idea of ancestor veneration, which is actually a Taoist concept, um, was absorbed into Buddhism and is just considered a normal thing. So Christianity has done that a lot, obviously, as we discussed. And really, by doing that, they demoted, in some senses, a lot of those female divinities in exchange for really promoting that whole idea of a single or main male divinity sitting on a chair in the clouds in the sky as we discussed. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and, but I mean, I mean, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be chuckling under my breath here. There are a lot of people and we mean no disrespect to, to people <laughs> of any religion out there. It's just, um, if it, it's just that once we step outside the ketchup bottle and we try to take a, a look through a wider lens at the bigger picture, we see that, that these are, facts about history that have taken place and and i think they're really interesting but what now what how do we tie this back into the paranormal though i mean <laughs> do, do we do that with things like okay so we touched on back at the beginning of the show a, angels for yeah. example mm-hmm. um there's the the visions at, at fatima fatima yeah that that sort of thing what do you think was going on there with those things well, it's interesting because when you talk about Fatima, there's, um, I mean, as you mentioned, there's a lot of people that actually believe that that was, you know, an extraterrestrial. Um, there are the ideas, like if you look at the Book of Enoch, um, people talk about that. They give that as an example of someone who was taken, abducted by aliens, given all this information, brought back to Earth and allowed to kind of disin- uh, spread the information. Um, there, if you look at these kind of religious points of view, it's kind of becomes 
slightly easier, or at least it kind of gives you those ideas of how you can kind of tie it back to the paranormal. Well, we get people from time to time that will go, well, uh, UFOs are transports from hell. Yeah, there are right? those there are so, those so, that. Yeah. Yeah. So there so there we have this whole idea that, you know, it's it's almost it's like a superstition. Don't get involved with mm-hmm. any of that because what you're dealing with is the dark side. It's something mm-hmm. evil. It's coming from 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 well, literally from hell, which and uh if you get yourself involved in that, you're gonna find yourself in a whole heap of trouble. Mm-hmm. No, it's very true. So you have those people um, that are under, you know, that assumption. You have those people that actually believe, you know, when you look, there are people that do interpret, though, you know, parts of the Bible as different aliens, like the Nephilim. They feel like those were aliens that came and crossbred with people. And... Oh, yeah. I mean, it seems very much like that. I mean, there's some people that called the Bible the greatest uh, UFO book ever written. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's just filled with stories that are really quite amazing that if you were to take literally has actually taken place, Mm -hmm. there really isn't much of an explanation other than we're dealing with some kind of an extraterrestrial or at least an alien uh, presence on planet Earth back in those days. But it also implies here that we had visitations by such beings in times gone by. And that takes us to the ancient astronaut theories. It does. But um, there are people that, you know, because if you look at it now, even looking at modern times, not even looking back at ancient astronaut theory, there's still people now that feel that they have physical contact. I mean, not that type of physical, but like, you know, interactions with um, aliens now that are based on more of a spiritual point of view. Um, Have you heard of the Zender phenomenon in South America? Uh, Please elaborate. (laughs) So there um, is actually this whole idea. There's a, his name is, I can't remember his first name. He's got a very, very normal sounding South American name. Uh, it might. I can't quite remember off the top of my head. I'll, hopefully I'll remember soon. Uh, but um, he basically has supposedly a connection with these beings from another planet uh, that are supposed to be fifth dimensional beings. Uh, but what's interesting about it is that supposedly. There are and there are pictures of these things, and there are people that have actually gone and experienced this. Where um, they'll tell him where a he communicates with them telepathically, supposedly, and he'll open they'll open portals in certain parts of the world, and the aliens will actually come through and meet with people, talk to people. Uh, There are pictures of them. They've developed over the ocean. They've developed in the mountains. Um, He did one. He's done it at least once from what I've heard in California and Mount Shasta. And there were a couple of UFO researchers that actually went up there and supposedly did have face-to-face contact with posed extraterrestrial beings. You know what? Let's stop it there for a moment. Kelly Jean Randall, you're in. The Paracast.
You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. This is Fred. Uh, hi, I'm Fred. Fred's a repeater. I tend to repeat. Fred has a business. I do have a business. And a problem. Fred repeats the same tired advertising over and over, and now it doesn't work. Over and over. But Fred is about to see a vision. I'm seeing a vision. Advertising on the Genesis Communications Network is the smart way for Fred to reach his potential customers with the most affordable national advertising rates, period. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just email advertise at GCNlive.com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-301-5435. That's 800-301-5435. 800-301-5435. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with Reputation Defender. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with Reputation Defender. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771. 
for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper, article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with Reputation Defender. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the podcast, The Gold Standard of Paranormal Radio. Helly, of course, I wonder about people who claim they've had encounters yes. with so-called extraterrestrial beings. This almost takes us back to the 50s and 60s, where we had George Adamski and Howard Menger and Truman Bethroom and all these people meeting handsome beautiful people from other planets here to save us mm-hmm. from ourselves. It sounds similar from what you're saying. Yeah, no, and it, it does. So his, the gentleman's name is Ricardo Gonzalez. And I know what you're talking about uh, with that gene, that there's been like these stories in the past and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think it sounds though, you know, a little bit, Maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, in my opinion, it does. These stories, though, from him and these people sound, you know, a little bit different because they're like I said, there are pictures of these portals that are supposedly being created. You can actually look them up online. Um, and, you know, they've like I said, there's been a few researchers that have gone and experienced it. Um, Paula Harris being one of them. And her testimony of it is very interesting. Um, and I think Grant Cameron also had an experience with Ricardo Gonzalez similarly. And these, and it's based on this whole idea of, I don't know if you're familiar with the movement of like the, um, of these, uh, the interactions, you know, through meditation and kind of calling the extraterrestrials in and kind of developing that sort of connection that sort some like, people an, talk about. like an alien channeling thing <laughs> not necessarily an alien channeling thing it's like if you do like a mass group meditation um you, there are people that claim that they can summon you know ufos to come into the sky that they'll have like a ufo experience right um, yeah see now we're what we're doing is we're getting out there into the, what we would call the fringe area again no, it's like i understand <laughs> and it's like okay you know i'm like okay i'm a I'm personally i'm a very i'm what gene would call more like one of the, the nuts and bolts no, and I guys understand. you know mm-hmm. where uh, you know it's seen on radar they send a jet up the jet captures it on radar and the pilot sees it and you know that sort of thing and yet so, we do have, like you're saying, these experiences that people have, contactees. We've had guests on who have claimed to have been taken aboard craft and actually interacted with other people on the craft who they didn't know. And then when they exited the craft off and went back to their own homes in different parts of the world, they were later able to contact each other and confirm that they had the same experience, which I find really interesting. I mean, that that stretches my belief out there, but how do you explain that? Mm-hmm. No, 
and I know that, you know, when you get into kind of these newer, like these quote unquote new age people that are starting to get into the UFO phenomenon, that you do start to look at these things that are less, you know, nuts and bolts and make it more difficult. And I'm not saying that I necessarily, you know, believe those people that are doing those mass meditations. Um, I think that just what was interesting to me about the whole Ricardo Gonzalez idea was the fact that it's not only, you know, not just people, you know, that are within his group that are having these experiences, but it's like, you know, like I said, um, other individuals who had nothing to do with him that were kind of invited and did have an interaction, quote unquote, or they claim to have with, you know, a being that was, and they were fully conscious and they were, you know, all together and walking together and had this experience with what is apparently like an eight or nine foot being that they felt was, you know, at least interdimensional, if not extraterrestrial. But again, I wasn't there, so I can't say for sure. Okay, (laughs) fair enough. But one of the other things, and Gene, of course, you know, feel free to chime in here, but it seems like that when it comes to contactees, Mm -hmm. there has been nothing that has come from any of them that tells us anything we don't already know. It's Mm -hmm. like, we we don't, we get the, what is it, Gene? We've got the environmental messages and the anti-nuclear messages and... You name it, peace and brotherhood. We're here to help you rather than to harm you. The other thing is here, even if they are contacting something, seeing Mm -hmm. something, how do we know what that something is? Because they tell us so? Mm -hmm. And that's actually, you know, a good point. I mean, this will take us back for a second to that fringe idea, but that whole, the whole idea of channeling is not something that I agree with in any shape, way, shape or form contacting and channeling something. Cause you don't know what it is. It can say it's whatever it can say that it's an alien from, you know, Neptune, but how do you know that it is? So it's one of those things I don't actually support at all personally. Well, you guys both make a really good point there. And like from from the third perspective here, I mean, we're just having a discussion on all of this, is I do believe that people are having these experiences. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm not sure if all of them are or if I'm as a matter of fact, I'm quite confident that probably some of them are fabricated or embellished or exaggerated or are some sort of docufiction. But at the same time, the ones who are having these genuine experiences, something is taking place that we don't really understand. And and it seems like the whole point of it from is that we can't prove it. Mm -hmm. So what does that say about the nature of the experience if we're going to try to explain it as something? Why would some being, in other words, out there go through such a process to contact us and yet give us nothing Mm -hmm. in order to prove its veracity. And that's, you know, very good point. And I mean, even if you look at it from kind of a more practical point of view, that's a lot of effort to go through, not to really give anything that could be proven for anyone. Um, It it is. I I think the absence of that evidence Mm -hmm. is telling in and of itself. It reveals and, and of course, this is me sticking my theories into the conversation, but we're just having a discussion. We do that here. I know a lot of other talk shows don't, but we do because we have to in order to elicit, say, your idea on the idea that, okay, 
if they're intentionally not giving the people that they contact any information to actually prove that what their experience was was something real, mm-hmm. there's got to be a reason for it. And that says something about the nature of why they contact these people in the first place. And so we might say something like one of the th- first things that entered my mind is, well, they don't want to insert themselves into their experiment. Mm-hmm. They don't want to give people that information because they want to see how people will react when put into the situation where they can't prove the situation and yet it was real. That's assuming, of course, they're engaged in some kind of psychological testing of those primitive earthlings. Let's see how they react if we do this. Let's see how they (laughs) react if we create the image of a flying saucer. Let's see how they react. Then again, maybe a few cases might have been, especially in the 50s and 60s, related to government activities. In fact, Howard Menger, they once called him the Jersey Adamski, told people watching a TV show to the chagrin of the host, Long John Nebel, that he didn't think he was really contacted by aliens and implied a government experiment. He told us that too. This is back in the 60s. Ages me. So you wonder here, to what degree... Has there been government intervention trying to see how would we react if we were led to believe we were being visited by alien beings to possibly prepare us for that eventuality? Interesting theory. I mean, they're actually then mimicking the aliens themselves in their own way by doing their own psychological manipulation and experiments on the general population. Mm-hmm. So we've got two things, and it it seems to add up. I mean, when we look at it, what do you think, Kelly? I mean, does that does that sound like it makes any sense at all? You know, I mean, I've heard, you know, similar um, ideas to that, that, you know, perhaps the government does have all this information, but they just don't believe. Well, that there's two ways there's two ways to look at it. In one case, that they don't believe that we are would be able to handle it and have done experiments by having like these slow drip, quote unquote, slow drip disclosure or rumors going around and kind of seeing how people react and realizing that people aren't going to react the way that they want them to. So they withheld the information. And then, you know, there's also the other point of view that they're withholding, that it's possible they have information and they're withholding it because it, you know, they don't want us to have that knowledge because there's other benefits that they have for us to not no, but then that kind of calls into question of, well, why then would, if there are extraterrestrials contacting us, why aren't they just telling us that information? Well, uh, it may be here, the whole bunch of things happening, but the mm-hmm. drip, drip, drip of disclosure is something I'd like to explore in our next segment. Kelly Farmer, Gene Steinberg, Jay, Randall Murphy, you're in. The Paracast. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. 
all this stuff, you go to store.thepowercast.com, store.thepowercast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the PowerCast. If you go to store.thepowercast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. Join me, George Norrie, at the Health Freedom Expo October 25th and 26th in Tinley Park near Chicago. The Health Freedom Expo is an incredible weekend exploring the latest in natural and alternative medicine with more than 100 lectures, workshops, and exhibits. Meet leading experts including Patch Adams, Lisa Oz, Ocean Robbins, Doc Wallach, Aaron Elizabeth, and so many more. Plus, I'll host a luncheon and discussion on natural healing breakthroughs. The Health Freedom Expo can help you learn to achieve a naturally vibrant and healthy life. Join us to explore how you can take your wellness into your own hands and meet others who are doing the same thing. Get your tickets today at TrinityHealthFreedomExpo.com. That's TrinityHealthFreedomExpo.com or call 1-888-658-3976. That's 1-888-658-3976. TrinityHealthExpo.com or 1-888-658-3976. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Drip, drip, drip disclosure. I'm not going to have a sound effect of water dripping, but it is people have these experiences. They discover exoplanets where they might have the conditions of life. We know there's water on Mars. All this stuff preparing us for the eventuality that we're going to have a real contact. And even the skeptics who don't believe they are here now believe they will be here at some point in time. And how far does it take you to take it from maybe it's happening, could happen, will be happening in the future to it's happening now. And they gauge the reaction. But that assumes the governments of Earth, or at least our government, knows more than they're telling us. But then I don't understand the naval interest in UFOs. It's as if there was never any study of UFOs over 70 years, and that doesn't make sense. Yeah, you're talking about this late, you know, a lot of the stuff that's come out with the the Nimitz encounters, for example. Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, good points. It's like it's like Project Blue Book never happened to them. Project who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it's strange when you kind of look at it, you know, from that that perspective. I mean, it's been known that there apparently have been, you know, government officials from different countries that have said, yes, there are aliens. But at the same time, there there's this general understanding that no one that the world isn't going to fully accept it until we for some reason we um are the ones that say it so it's possible that the whole reason that you know they're kind of making this whole grandstand is to really kind of ramp that up possibly or really at least make it look like it's going in that direction 
but I don't know honestly, if we're going to get that full disclosure that people want, because there's a lot of people that will refuse to kind of accept it until, you know, you have a ship landing like on the white house lawn and, you know, extraterrestrials coming out and introducing themselves and having like a press conference. So, okay. Barada Nikto. Nikto. Yeah. With Gorge. No, the other thing of course is that assumes that (laughs) we have control over that. Yes. And that some outside force, E.T., if they are here, can't make their own decisions unless, of course, the other theory that we're working with them to disclose their presence. But if we're not, this could be taken out of our hands. What about the leaders of other countries who aren't so friendly to us? Putin, of course, the dude from China, Iran, you name it, Syria. They don't have our best interests at heart. So if they had evidence, because we know there are sightings all over the world, Russia, etc. If they had evidence, wouldn't they try to use it to their advantage? Yeah, you would think so. So that's what that's what really kind of makes this whole question of, you know, extraterrestrial presence even more complicated, because you would think that it would be something that would be difficult. Um, to withhold from kind of the world population for so long. So then it begs the question is, is the historical point of view on it? Like, is there as strong of a connection as, you know, people have theorized, or perhaps it has just been, you know, occasional sightings. And while there was, you know, project blue book and there was um, all this research into it, maybe it didn't quite, you know, it's possible that it didn't, it wasn't as fruitful um, as they had hoped, because if it was, I think I feel like it would have been much more difficult to withhold for so long across the world. Well, that's the issue here about secrecy. Uh, you wonder how could they have kept a secret if they knew something in 1955? Mm-hmm. Could they have kept it secret? Remember, they're going from bureaucrat to bureaucrat, military leadership to military leadership, president to president. Although I kind of think. The president, regardless of who he might be or in the future she might be, is not brought into this at all. Not at all. It's kept away from them because you can't trust them for obvious reasons not to reveal something. But then again, how do you keep a secret for so many years? And people can explain, well, they, we learned about this, we learned about that. None of the things they kept a secret is as momentous as the president's of beings from other planets. Nothing. How could they possibly keep that a secret? Mm-hmm. Well, they haven't. That's the whole thing. It seems like <laughs> it seems like we've perpetuated the, the the myth that they have kept a secret, but I mean, we can go all the way back to to Rupelt because we were just talking about Project Blue Book. And he wrote the report on unidentified flying objects. He was the guy who ran the project, and he says right in the book that he saw the official estimate of the situation that according to their best experts at the time they felt that ufos were uh, interplanetary and thus before it became more sophisticated and that we know that we doubt that they're from any other planet in our solar system well what does that mean now we're talking about uh, interstellar or possibly other dimensions so uh, and he's not the only one right so i mean lots of people have come forth and said yeah We know they're here. The other thing here you have to consider, though, Project Blue Book, I think for most 
of its existence was a PR operation with very small staff. And maybe Ruppelt had some really interesting information, which he certainly did. That doesn't demonstrate that he had access to everything or even a portion of anything. You stick him out there with enough to make him seem credible, and then the rest is compartmentalized. As I said, Project supposedly investigating all this stuff, it's just a few people. Yeah, but he was in the he was actually in the Air Force, though. And while, you know, people tend to downplay the size of his staff and stuff, they did have what they called a blue book officer stationed at, at all of the air bases. And we know that that's a fact and that Ruppelt, if he needed to, could go out to the airfield and get a pilot to fly him in a jet plane to any of the military air force bases to interview anyone he wanted now you tell me what civilian research group has those kinds of resources today any of them no none and he talked personally with generals and people who were the commanders at those bases who he says personally believed that ufos were real because his pilots had chased them and they'd been tracked on radar and they'd seen them so, th- Kelly, mm-hmm. let's just come back to this whole idea now. <clears throat> let's get right down to brass tacks. I'll go first. I believe alien visitation is real. I don't think there is any real question of it mm-hmm. and that I don't need the government to tell me. Mm-hmm. How about you? Oh, no, I, I, I honestly, I do believe um, that there is that, you know, extraterrestrials exist and that they have made contact. I don't need well, the I don't need the government to tell me that either to believe that. Um, well, hallelujah, because a lot of <laughs> guests still won't go that far. You're a brave woman, and uh, thank you for that. Now, Jean, I think is still a bit on the fence, but where there's a lot of us out here now. There's probably millions of us out here now who do believe this. So why do we even need disclosure anymore in the first place? We still can believe something. But that doesn't demonstrate 100% what's really going on. You know, belief doesn't necessarily lead us to a fact. And we don't know the final facts then. And certainly those who want answers, real answers that are provable. Otherwise, we take it on faith. The other issue we haven't discussed is abductions. Is it true, as some claim, that millions of people around the world have been abducted by creatures who may or may not be extraterrestrials, little grays, taller people, insectoids, whatever. And if that is true, you have to think, what is this? How can this be done on such a vast scale and not really be discovered? I mean, the claims of most abductees can't be verified. You know, we can find all sorts of possible explanations. We can say sleep paralysis, or maybe they disappeared for a few days, for five days in the woods. But we have no idea what happened to them. Mm-hmm. No at all. We, something may indeed have happened to them. But just because they think it's a spaceship doesn't mean it's so. Millions of people. Hmm. More to come with Gene and Randall and Kelly. You're in the Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. 
But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Message and data rates may apply. Individual results may vary. Exclusions apply. But hey, I'm buying a huge flat screen TV so I can finally see it without my glasses. Why not just get LASIK at the LASIK Vision Institute? That's what I'm doing. Uh, my glasses and contacts are a pain. I'd love to finally get rid of these, but who can afford LASIK? You can. Because the LASIK Vision Institute is offering dramatically low prices and an absolutely free consultation. Just text do 11 to 350350. The LASIK Vision Institute has already performed over a million procedures. They use the latest FDA-approved LASIK technology that helps the majority of patients achieve 20-20 vision for a fraction of what others charge. Better vision, better value. The LASIK Vision Institute. Make this the year you finally get LASIK. For a free consultation plus an extra 20% discount, text do 11 to 350350. You'll see for free if LASIK is right for you. That's D O 11 to 350-350. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. Bags under the eyes, crow's feet, fine lines and wrinkles are things adults complain about as they age. Now, there's Instantly Ageless. It works in minutes and is great for men and women. Here's Dr. Sonia Bacha on The Doctors. So this is a product we're going to see if it works. It's called Instantly Ageless. And the idea is that it works very quickly. Is you just need a very small amount. And then you apply it to areas where you might be a little bit puffy. I have just looked at what's in this product. And one of them is something called Argyroline, which is sort of a darling in Germany right now, it's a peptide or a protein that actually relaxes the muscle. It's also called Botox in a bottle. The other active ingredient in this is silicates, which are almost act like a clay. They're minerals, and they're making the skin sort of tighter. It's actually increasing the surface tension on the skin to push that herniated fat pad back. Try Instantly Ageless today at GCNLife.com. That's GCNLife.com. 30-day money-back guarantee and preferred price discount at GCNLife.com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. walloffire.com. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So I threw in the last segment a subject out for discussion, Kelly, UFO abductions. Are they the same thing as the UFO phenomenon or something else or something we're seeing because we interpret it as being related to UFOs, but something else? Millions of people? How can that be? That's such a difficult thing to answer. I mean, personally, from my point of view, I mean, I've, I've talked about this on my show, so I'll be open with you. I personally have, you know, what I would consider an abduction experience. How interesting. Okay, let's uh, let's get into some of that then. So, <laughs> is this something you remember uh, yeah, from? You, know, you, you have conscious recollection of some of this. I do. My interestingly, my mother can corroborate my story. Well, let's. Uh, we've had other guests as well describe their experiences as well. So, by all means, please tell us what you experienced. Um, since very young, so we're talking probably around three or four years old, but I do distinctly remember this happening. And I actually have an artistic representation of it that I had done recently, but, um, I had, uh, gone to bed, but I woke up and it looks like my bedroom. Everything seems normal. So I go out and it looks like it's daytime. Um, I go out of my room. I walk towards my kitchen. Um, and there was kind of a foyer between my, the hallway and the kitchen. Um, but I got stuck in the foyer. Like I couldn't leave the foyer. There was something blocking me. I could see my parents, um, my mother's in the kitchen. My father's sitting at the dining room table reading the newspaper, which was not correct. Um, my father growing up would read his newspaper in the kitchen nook, not in the dining room table. Cause it was like a glass formal dining room table. Not very comfortable. So I knew something was wrong. So I tried to talk to them they wouldn't respond. And I remember kind of like laying on the floor and kind of hitting the floor and kind of screaming at them and not getting a reaction from them. Uh, and then me realizing something was wrong. And then I turn around and it was like a, um, basically a projection that gets shut down. And then I turn to my right and there's three uh, extraterrestrial beings that were standing in front of me. And I'm terrified. Uh, and they grabbed my arm and it burned. Uh, and then next thing I know, I'm in my room. I can move when I was back in my room. I wasn't paralyzed, but my voice was um, temporarily for probably about 20 minutes before I was able to scream or it felt like 20 minutes. My mother came in the room and she saw blue lights coming from outside. And it was still nighttime. It's like two o'clock in the morning. Um, and my room was cold because the window was open for some reason. And my body was cold like I had been outside. The strange part about the story, because I know it could be said, well, perhaps it was just a dream, right? That's something that could very easily be said. What's interesting, though, is that that part on my arm that burned uh, during the encounter, there's actually um, flesh missing. It's still missing. And in fact, so I have this indentation in my arm. And it, it was actually like red and swollen at the time when I woke up. And it was that way for several days after. And I was even taken to the doctor who had no idea what it was and basically was like, well, you know, it's there now. 
it's going to be there permanently. There's nothing we can do at this point. I was terrified of aliens, by the way. That is, uh, thank you so much for sharing that experience, Kelly. That is, uh, again, that's really brave of you to, to do that. And uh, I have no doubt that people like yourself and others have had such experiences. Uh, as Jean says, we are always left, though, with this absence of sufficient evidence to prove it was something alien. And, and that's got to be really kind of a frustrating thing. What do you think a post-disclosure world would look like? Like, let, let's suppose, because it seems like the whole issue of disclosure is really in the hands of the aliens. If they came down or they gave someone a contactee, whether it's Ricardo Gonzalez or someone else, the information, say, like they did in the movie Contact, where they got all the information they needed to, to build and a transport that could move a person across the star systems, interstellar distances. What do you think would happen with the world? How would people react to all of this? You know, I think there would be a mixed reaction. Um, there are some people that I think, you know, would react in a positive manner. They'd be excited um, for there to be these new ideas and these new, new possibilities. You know, even looking from it, an environmental standpoint, the possibility of either things being, you know, reversed or things being improved in some way. Uh, there are some people, though, that I think would react, you know, very negatively because in some cases it goes against their core belief system to even conceive of the idea of beings from another planet um, because that takes away how special we are as a species. That, you know, it wasn't just, you know, either conscious creation of us as beings by some divinity or, you know, just kind of the luck of the draw of the right environment, the right mixture of gases and the right bacteria all coming together and everything evolving to us to this point and us being that special, it kind of takes away, it takes that away from us. So I think that, you know, there's going to be at least a certain amount of the population that's going to react very negatively towards it and perhaps negatively towards the beings themselves once disclosure happens. But I think that overall, you know, there would be it would be necessary to have to come around because once that cat's out of the bag, then there's no putting it back in. Maybe that's what they're really afraid of. I mean, I have had a missing time experience where I could claim all of the usual things that that seem to happen with people and maybe with a little bit of a twist to it because it happened to me when I was very young too. Mm -hmm. Our former co-host Christopher O'Brien had a very interesting experience that he was he shared with everyone as well. Not all of these experiences seem to be very positive. We we had Calvin Parker on and you've probably heard of him, well-known abductee from decades ago. And really I I don't know if I'd really want to to be in the same room with a bunch of them necessarily, <laughs> you know, left, left alone because I mean, yeah. Uh, I think a lot of, a lot of people like yourself would come forward and say like, okay, look, you know, we told you so now that we know they're here. Well, what about this aspect of them where they've been coming in and doing these things to us? I, 
pretty much either without us really knowing about it or against our will. Mm-hmm. It's, we're not talking all fuzzy Space Brothers stuff here. Yeah. You know, and I do think that for me, I mean, <laughs> if and when disclosure happens, I will get kind of a sense of I, you know, see, I told you kind of feeling and that kind of justification. Um, but you're right. I mean, um, if you know, disclosure happens, you have those people that have experiences, you know, very negative experiences looking at Betty and Barney Hill and kind of their experiences. Let's let's break it here. Got more to come in our next segment with Gene Randall and Kelly. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. With more people listening to radio than visit Google, Facebook, or YouTube, from the very young to the very old, everyone listens to radio, pillow companies, alarm, identity theft, nutrition, insurance, banking, automotive, the list goes on and on. Billion dollar businesses. Why? The answer is radio. The media everyone tunes into. Find out how effective and affordable radio can be for your business. Contact 877-996-4327 or advertise at GCNlive.com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. A new national poll finds four of the White House hopefuls are emerging in the Democratic race with less than 100 days to the Iowa caucuses. Former Vice President Joe Biden leads the Washington Post-ABC News poll with 28%, followed by Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren at 23, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders at 17, and South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg at 9%. None of the other candidates polls above 2%. President Trump telling reporters yesterday he's not worried about the impeachment inquiry. The Republicans have never been this unified. I'm at the highest level I've ever been at, but the Republicans have never been this unified. And this whole impeachment scam, that's exactly what it is. It's a scam. It's a hoax. And you are listening to USA Radio News. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your Dish-authorized retailer now. 800-610-5739. 800-610-5739. That's 800-610-5739. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Every hiring manager knows that a company is only as good as the people it's made from. So where do you find the best people? That may surprise you. Meet the grads of life. 
Young adults of unique determination and experience, an ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. This is talent worth knowing about. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? Ninety-two thousand dollars. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. Hi, this is Joshua P. Warren, author of The Poor Man's Paranormal, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I guess this week, Kelly Farmer, talking about esoterica, but mainly focusing on UFOs. So I take it here you feel that abductions do involve extraterrestrial beings. You know, I, well, <laughs> yes and no. I think that in some cases they do. Well, what um, did yours look like? Were, the, were they the typical gray beings yeah. or something different? No, they were different. And that's kind of uh, what gets me about my experience as well. They were, you know, probably, you know, the same height as the average gray is described to be, you know, about like four feet tall, three and a half, four feet tall. But um, they didn't look like grays. They were actually um, the best way for me to describe it would kind of be like glowing red beings. They almost looked like they were made out of um, lava, you know, from a child's mind. That's the best way to recall it um, and to explain it. Wow, that sounds pretty unique, actually. I've never heard of anything quite like that before. Interesting. And I've never actually, you know, I've talked to many people that have had experiences and I've looked at, read about other people's experiences and I've never really, you know, found anyone else who's really kind of had something similar. It is quite interesting. Maybe what you what we were dealing with in that case wasn't necessarily like a biological being. Maybe mm-hmm. they were some sort of, um, you know, if, uh, I guess for lack of a better term, some sort of an AI or a robotic uh, entity of some kind. That, and that might explain why how you got the mark. It was like, uh, you know, in the Calvin Parker case, he described these creatures that picked him up as he thought they were some kind of robot type creature and they picked him up by their arms and floated them into the craft he says and so you know that might explain how you got this mark it wasn't actually you know your typical biological creature Mm -hmm. yeah i mean if we're i mean talking about my experience it's really what happened at the end of the day is that they took you know they took a sample of some sort from from me and i still have kind of a mark from that 
um, I guess it would kind of be what would be best to be described as like a super permanent scoop mark, but it's not like other scoop marks that I've seen. When you talk about this, I go back to something we talked about on the show with semi-regular guest of ours, Red Pill Junkie, a guy named Miguel from Mexico City, who speculates on all things paranormal. And he did an article for our Paracast newsletter some years back, pointing out in many thousands of words the resemblance between UFO abductions and near-death experiences. Mm -hmm. So if it's a physical encounter with E.T., that they're abducting huge numbers of earthlings, how do you put those two together? Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, really the question that I believe is coming up with more and more people. It's the fact that, you know, a lot of these abduction experiences are happening. A large proportion of them, at least, are happening when people are um, sleeping and then they wake up and then they have, you know, their abduction experience. They either wake up on the spacecraft or they wake up to um, these beings taking them onto the spacecraft, et cetera, et cetera. But we're overlooking here the near-death experiences. Yes. You're on the operating table. Yeah, flat yeah. line for a few minutes, mm-hmm. and something happens. How are these connected? It's not ET going yes. to the hospital, no, and taking people who whose heart has stopped beating for a short amount of time and taking them aboard a spacecraft, or maybe they are. But time, of course, doesn't pass the same way. The other thing, of course, is that at least some people claiming abductions are victims of sleep paralysis. Yes. And um, I think that that's actually a very interesting, um, you know, point and uh, thread to go down, Gene, is that uh, if one does believe in the idea of, you know, a consciousness or um, I guess even a soul, so to say, that would kind of be that factor that would tie those together in that, you know, you have a near death experience on the operating table, your consciousness leaving your body. Um, when you go into sleep paralysis, it's the same idea of possible like astral projection or your consciousness leaving your body. Um, so then that ties back to that whole, the possibility of a lot of abductions happening when people are sleeping that I've heard it called by some people, spiritual abductions or consciousness abductions where they're not physically being taken, but their consciousness is being taken or shown something or, you know, aboard a spaceship, et cetera, et cetera. And there's some people that believe that actually that what's happening is more interdimensional rather than extraterrestrial anyway. And I've heard that from some researchers, some that I'm very good friends with, that have started doing research into that whole idea of exactly what you're talking about, why there is that whole connection um, and similarity between the near-death experiences, the sleep paralysis, and these abduction experiences as well. Don't get me wrong here. I, you know, I love Red Pill Junkie. I, I think he's got a really <laughs> cool perspective on things. But you know, just because some set of circumstances are similar to another set of circumstances doesn't mean the two sets of circumstances are one and the same. I, I think we can do a, a lot of religious symbolism on just about any aspect of people's lives, but that doesn't mean that we've actually you know, we've got active involvement with angels and demons in our lives. I think that we need to be able to to separate out the the mythology and the psychology from what is really going on. And, and I don't personally see uh, 
how a, a near-death experience or, or sleep paralysis is going to leave scoop marks and some sort of a mark on your arm. I just, I, 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 do you? Well, I wanted to throw something out before we go on. Again, that number of abductions, millions of people being abducted, that number is bandied about by a number of people. And if that's the case, we've got spaceships, spaceships running all over the place, unbeknownst to us, kidnapping Earthlings. Oh, well, of course. I mean, this is a huge number. I mean, we're not saying that all of them are. It's like Stanton Friedman used to say, you know, we don't care about all the cases that aren't flying saucers. We just care about the ones that are. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's right. But if so many people are reporting possible abductions. Well, so many people report that UFOs. many if, if how many could be real how many people can be abducted by beings in spaceships before everyone would notice it well i mean i guess that my response to that would be well i mean does it matter how many if it's even happening to a few people doesn't that still prove the existence well if that happens doesn't tell us what causes it Okay. There are some people, though, that do feel, you know, that in some cases that, yeah, it's extraterrestrial. In other cases, it, you know, a consciousness thing. Um, but then there's also the whole idea that some of these abductions are happening not by extraterrestrials, by, but by someone else. Not all of them, but some of them are happening by someone else who's using, you know, the whole abduction idea as kind of a cover for something else. The other question is motive. <laughs> yes. Why would E.T.? abduct so many people to take samples they could take samples painlessly they could physically visit somebody and zap them with their phasers set on stun whatever it is and take their sample and go away why do they have to bring them aboard a spaceship well again i think we have to be careful about that's a fair question mm -hmm. but i think we have to separate the question of why are they doing that from, well, if we can't explain it, therefore it's not happening. That is right? not the case. The question is, what is happening and how do, we, how do we relate that to the real world and how many of these people are actually being abducted by some kind of alien being, extraterrestrial or anything? Uh, obviously, we can say that if they do communicate with us, there's no reason whatever to believe what they say. It's just still, this stuff is going on in front, not behind our backs, right in front of us. Many people have these experiences. They are frightening to some. They're welcomed by others. What's going on here? Kelly joins Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. 
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off the grid mobile survival bug out house that's well equipped and custom built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. When you have a pain in the neck, a real pain in the neck, back, shoulder, or legs, you now have two convenient choices to get fast relief without taking another pill. Because now, Sunny Bay heating wraps and pillows are available at both Amazon and Walmart. Yes, see Sunny Bay's four-and-a-half to five-star customer reviews on Amazon.com or Walmart.com. Our microwavable heat wraps, heatable neck pillows, and extra-large body wraps are designed better for perfect support support where and when you need it. Even while driving, Sunny Bay wraps will not burn and stay balanced to provide soothing hot or cold therapy to help treat temporary or chronic pain. And the best part, Sunny Bay quality products start at under $20. Join thousands of happy customers and see why Sunny Bay products have a lifetime 100% positive rating on both Amazon and Etsy. It's easy. Click Amazon or Walmart and search today for Sunny Bay. The Hebo Tea Club's original pure Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. So it naturally has antifungal, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-infection, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. But maybe more importantly, the Hebo Tea Club's original pure Arco Super Tea builds corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen oxygen to develop and cancer happens to die in oxygen. The tea is great for healthy people and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. Dehebo Tea Club's original pure Arco Super Tea is only $34.95 plus shipping. Order now at ShopSuperTea.com or call 818-984-6100. That's ShopSuperTea.com, 818-984-6100, ShopSuperTea.com. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. It's our final segment, so maybe we could look at that. Maybe look at 
a motive of an alien race, one or more alien races, who may be engaged in this sort of practice with still huge numbers of people. I mean, I don't know, but a possible um, idea is that it's not necessarily just one race that is um, doing this. So the motivation and the experience that people have is going to be very different, in my opinion, between who or what they're interacting with. And I think that that's a contributing factor. Also, I mean, you have to also consider the fact that while our technology has improved over time, over the past 50 years, you also have to imagine that their technology has improved over the past 50 years. The things and types of experiences and things that they were doing during those experiences 50 years ago or even 30 years ago may be very different from the experiences that people are having now and the abduction experiences occurring now because. It's possible that their technology has improved just as ours have in that time period. Now, that it's, takes us back to how long have these beings been here? And if they come from other star systems, even if they came here 2,000 years ago from Zeta Reticuli, their technology still would have been so far advanced compared to ours that they could have engaged in examining humans in ways we'd never notice. Well. That's also saying, though, that the same aliens that came 2,000 years ago are the same aliens that are coming now. I guess the aliens find us a watering hole here. Hey, that <laughs> little planet with Earthlings, they don't know what's going on. Yeah, it could be lots and lots of beings. What this all comes down to is, you know, a lot of great speculation. And, and I love these kinds of conversations because unless we, we, we go out there and, and we reach out there and try to explore and do these sort of mind experiments, to see what might be the case, we won't make progress. I think there is a way to create sort of a hierarchy of reasonableness in terms of what is happening or what could be happening. So, you know, we get the, say, transports from hell hypothesis. And personally, and I don't, no offense to religious believers out there, but I tend to put that kind of lower on the scale of things. Because there really isn't any sort of evidence that there is such a place. There is, however, evidence that there are other stars. And there's plenty of evidence that there are other planets around other stars. There's evidence that we can travel in space. It's reasonable to assume that a technologically advanced society, not much more technologically advanced than ours, could travel between real stars, real planets in our known universe and get here. And therefore, I tend to put that one kind of up at the top. And in between, there's all these other ideas about what's going on that are very interesting to talk about. And when we put them all together, it forms kind of a pattern, if you know what I mean. Being involved in explaining esoterica, you probably kind of know what I'm talking about. There's things that we just know are way out there, but they might be connected, but they're not going to be connected in the way that people think they are. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, and, and I, I do, I do agree with that 100%. It's, it's difficult when you take on a subject as vast and, you know, has with as much, you know, mixed information um, as the subject of UFOs, it becomes difficult to really discern and be able to kind of separate, separate it in that way. 
you know, it, it makes for very exciting conversation, though, as you're saying. Well, exactly. And it, it's sort of what I, I would think, you know, explaining esoterica would mm-hmm. want to try and sort those issues out. It's been a, quite a fascinating conversation that we've had. And, and uh, again, thanks for sharing your experience. You know, maybe we can get you back for after the Paracast uh, to talk about more if you have the time. Is there anything that you'd like to say that we haven't talked about that you really want to get out there? Um, you know, I think really we've <laughs> we've covered, you know, the vast variety of a lot of the subjects that I that I enjoy and a lot of the topics um, that I like talking about. So not not really necessarily other than, you know, just if people do find this type of stuff interesting that they can always, you know, check out what I have to say. Well, you're a young whippersnapper here. You're in your thirties. <laughs> Randall's in his low sixties. I'm a thousand years old, and then some. Do you think it's your lifetime? Forget about my lifetime, and maybe forget about Randall's lifetime. Do you think we'll ever reach a point where we have some answers, where there's disclosure, whatever? Is this going to come to a close, or are we going to be talking about this seventy years from now? I'd like to be optimistic, um, and say that yes there will be that we will get the answers that we're looking for. Um, but, you know, looking at it also from a practical and historical standpoint, it's unfortunately possible that we won't in that 70 years from now, it'll shift from being, you know, UFOs and aliens to being, you know, something else. You just raised something really interesting there, which is now we are, sci-fi oriented in our culture and we see ufos that match our cultural expectations just as maybe a phenomenon 200 years ago matched their expectations so Mm -hmm. 100 years from now 70 what would we see and does that mean that what we see is not what these things are even if they are et there are different species coming here are they displaying themselves in their true form and exactly that's that's the thing because if we're looking at it you know a couple hundred years ago we're saying angels going all the way back to the beginning of our of this conversation it went from angels and now we're talking and you know we've talked about ghosts in the past and now we're focusing much more on aliens and the sci-fi side of things so it's possible that it will that if we don't get the answers we're looking for that it will just have another shift into something else into I don't know. I mean, it could go more sci-fi. I mean, I'm already seeing a shift in, away from extraterrestrials and rather more into interdimensional um, from, you know, the conversations that I have and the people that I talk to. I mean, so it could go even farther in that direction as into alternate, possible alternate timelines and things along those lines, rather than saying that they're from another another planet in this timeline, but rather going into alternate timelines, alternate universes, things along those lines. Now, some people do believe that UFOs are here from the future, but that raises all these possibilities. What can they do to change the future by doing something in the past? That goes back to this movie. I think there was a TV series on two called Time Cop, where they mm-hmm. went back through time to undo wrongs to prevent the timeline from being corrupted. There's also a TV show called Legends of Tomorrow on the CW from DC Comics, where they go back through time to undo the damage caused by the villains, but then they always leave something behind. They kind of screw it up a little bit. 
But we can talk about this forever. Yes. Kelly, can you tell our listeners, if they want to know more about your stuff, where do they go? Uh, the main places to find me would be on my website, which is very simple, though probably slightly difficult to spell, www.explainingesoterica.com. Um, I also have a YouTube channel, which is where I put out the majority of my content, which is just Explaining Esoterica. Uh, and then I'm also on Twitter under Explaining Esoterica. So everything is Explaining Esoterica. The website is more text-based. The YouTube is obviously more video-based. And then Twitter is where I post my updates. So there you go. You can find us on Twitter, too. Look for the Paracast. Look for two official Paracast channels on Facebook, a group and a community. Facebook. Hmm. Anyway, we also have that other radio show for you after the Paracast. And after the Paracast is only offered to people who subscribe to the Paracast Plus. After the Paracast is, well, we never know what's going to happen. We can continue discussions with our guests. In fact, I'll ask you very quickly here, Kelly, Mm -hmm. would you want to come back for the recording of After the Paracast Friday? Yeah, just um, let me know what time and I would love to. Okay, so she's going to be joining us to hear that show. You have to subscribe to the Paracast Plus. Go to plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. And one more thing, you also get a version of this show free of the network ads with enhanced audio. Again, plus.theparacast.com. Kelly Farmer, glad to meet you. Thank you for joining us on the Paracast. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Featuring Gene Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.